0: The off season is over, training camp is in full swing, and the Arizona Cardinals have been busy bees whilst we've been away taking a much-needed rest from the podcast. But they're back, so we must also return to our regular scheduled programming. I'm Tom, he's Callum. Welcome to episode 141 of the British Bird Gang Breakdown.
1: Evening, Tom. It's been a while since we've sat down on a Tuesday, uh, Tuesday after work to discuss the, uh, the Cardinals.
0: And yet yeah, here we are once again for yet another season i have not even remembered how many seasons is it now. Just going into <laughs>
1: 141 episodes is is a lot. So who knows? Um, but hey, we're 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 back. Um, as you said, um, Cardinals back uh, training minicamp this week. We've just come out of the red and white practice, um, and for once, we're not sitting with nothing to talk about at this stage. We've actually got quite a full uh, show for you today.
0: I know exactly. What I was going to say, or kick off with like a joke. Saying it's been a pretty event, uneventful off season, but it's been pretty much the opposite.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, one overarching story, um, and and plenty of little stories as well. So, um, I mean, really, how can we how can we do anything else but open up the show and and discuss all of Kyler Murray's contract drama that we've seen unfold over the last well really since January or so, right?
0: Well, I mean, we have made jokes occasionally, haven't we, that we could actually do an episode just on Kyle Murray, and we could actually do that this week, but we're not going to.
1: Yeah, I think we'll have to, um, you know, abbreviate this a little (coughs) bit and miss out some of the chapters here and there, because it really was a a long saga. Um, But ultimately, you know, the the Cardinals have, in fact, re-signed their star quarterback, but it wasn't always looking like it might happen that way.
0: I mean, it's one of those things like you knew that it was going to happen. Eventually it was just the case of how much and for how long. Cause like when you have a guy like Kyler, Murray, you're not going to let him go, are you?
1: Yeah, no, you're, you're not. Um, and I, I do think, um, you, you're right insofar as it was very unlikely that we were going to see Kyler walk, um, you know, completely, but, um, it's clear that there was uh there was a big conflict in in how long they wanted to lock him down for and how much they wanted to pay him during that time
0: yeah, but well, I mean he did get a pretty handsome sum of money, let's be honest nothing that we'll ever achieve in our lives
1: <laughs> yeah one. absolutely um for a five year extension he's looking at about two hundred and thirty million dollars um with a hundred and fifty million of that guaranteed you forgot the half million two hundred thirty point oh, five yeah, true, and and that's the thing, you know, half a million—it's it's not to be uh, sniffed at. Two hundred and thirty point five million over five years with one hundred and fifty million guaranteed, and that's without all the stuff that we we know is
0: earned in the background, you know. I think it's one of those things as well. Like that, that is pretty much the going rate for a star quarterback in the NFL these days.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's one of the things to be recognized here is that. Um, you know, these bars shift all the time. And every time a, a franchise is complaining about how much they have to pay such and such a star or whatever, you know that it's going to get eclipsed the next season because, you know, the, the going rate just increases all the time. And, yeah, this seems to be about what you're looking at if you're in the the top 10 quarterbacks, let's say.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. You know, it's up there with, like, Josh Allen, uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Deshaun Watson. Even though he probably shouldn't be getting paid this year, but whatever.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's that's where um, you know the, the the top flight of guys are, and realistically, you know that's that's got to be around about the bracket that we we'd be expecting him to to play for. So all of that makes me suspect that the um, the bickering was to do with smaller clauses in the contract and probably exactly how long the extension was going to be. Um, because obviously the Cardinals want to keep him there as long as possible. It's going to be the best way to achieve stability. It's going to be the best uh, chance to keep him there should he be winning at the end of it as well um, and, and continuing to win. Um, and players generally want some flexibility You know, for, for, that, for what that's worth. They want the ability to know that if the team is tanking, they can head somewhere else.
0: That's one of those things as well with his contract, right? We have already seen them like extend both Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kine, so you may as well like wed all three of them together.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just keep the band together because it's it's at that point a recipe for success. Realistically, isn't
0: it? In theory, that's the hope anyway. But in reality, whether that happens, who knows? Yeah, it could absolutely. be a big. It could be a massive mistake on Bidwell's part, but. We won't know until, like, what, three, four years down the line. Yeah,
1: absolutely. But I, I also think it's, um, it, it absolutely has to be the gamble that you take at that point, right? Like, you cannot let um, a guy like Kyler Murray walk because one of two things happens, right? He either goes off and he becomes a generational talent and you get egg on your face, um, or he turns out to be not that good. But we've seen his chops. We've seen the fact that he can play. Um and so, you know, even if he turns out to be not that good and you need to replace him in four or five years, you've at least got a decent, steady quarterback for them. Uh, and in the meantime, and then, of course, there's the question that you and I always ask, Tom, which is, who else would you have? You know, who who's on the market now um,
0: at a lesser rate that you think would be as good or better? I mean, did you not see all the hypothetical the Deshaun Watson for Carla Mori trades that should have happened, according to people on Twitter.
1: Yeah, I'm not taking any of that seriously. I think uh, Deshaun Watson should be traded to a prison, frankly. Um, so I'm I'm very glad that he didn't end up with us.
0: Exactly. I mean, it's one of those ones, like, you can think, oh, you want, but it was never going to happen at all. Um, no. Like you say, here's the option we've got behind him. We've got Colt McCoy, but, like, that would be, like, a one-year stopgap as you go towards, like, one in 16 or something like that, and then you're picking number one again,
1: aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like, I you have faith that Colt McCoy can win games. I mean, hell, he won games for his last year, um, surprisingly, but um, he's obviously not, you know, a starting quarterback uh, type of guy uh, anymore, at least. Um, and, um, you know, I, as as I said, there's, there's nobody out there. There's no free agent. There's nobody... Um, realistically that we were going to trade for um that was going to do a better job than this so i think it it makes perfect sense to get him locked down five years again is a good amount of time um and realistically he's on the going rate of wage it's not an insane amount of money it's obviously well it is an insane amount of money in, in any other context but given Uh, quarterback pay, it's perfectly acceptable, you know?
0: I mean, given American sports pay in general, it's pretty acceptable for that pay, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, you start to look at uh, baseball salaries and all of this pales in comparison realistically, doesn't
0: it? Did you not see that graphic that was going around quite a lot when the thing was announced? Because I think Steve kind made the same comment, but, like, Kyle is earning an average of, like, $34 million a year. Yeah. But like the Oakland Athletics baseball team, their entire salary for a year is like 33.4 million. So like he's earning more than the entire team.
1: That's wild. That's I mean, that's, obviously Yeah.
0: You get like the stars in baseball don't you, sign there's like insane contracts, like four hundred million. Or even yeah, you get that as turning that sort of money down, which is insane.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, ultimately, like when you're comparing it to the A's as well, that's not exactly the prime of baseball, but, you know, um, it's, uh, yeah, there, there's uh, there's plenty going on there. And, and again, you know, in, in the grand scheme of the budget cap and everything like that, it's
0: it's the guy you're building around. It's fine. I mean, as well, like when you talk about the cap, it's actually a pretty nice, like against the cap every year. It sort of like goes up, comes down. You know, it's never, like, obviously, say, like, the year 2024, 25 something like that, you know, who knows what the cap's going to be. It's probably going to be, like, 200, 200, 230 million, something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, know? you, you can't start to count against these things because it's going to change so much as well, you know.
0: I mean, when the NFL signing, like, billion-dollar TV deals, then, you know, the salary cap's going up sometime, eventually. Yeah, 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 it has
1: to. It has to, otherwise we're going to get another lockout. Exactly,
0: all those greedy bastard owners taking all the money and not giving it to the players
1: i mean realistically the players are the ones that i want to see paid but um yeah i mean like let's go let's go beyond pay though um i think you know one of the most famous uh, parts of this whole drama uh, is one of the clauses in the contract and we know for sure that's something that would have been being debated um but uh as soon as we kind of found out about Kyler Murray being um, extended, that was the news story for the for a day. Um, and then straight out of there, we get to discussion of the so-called homework clause. Do you want to walk us through what the homework clause was about?
0: Well, I mean, it, apparently it came from Ian Rappaport, the guy from NFL Network. He was looking through the contract to see if there was any sort of, like, baseball clauses mm-hmm. in the contract, you know see if Kyler can escape, go play baseball, you know. He's not going to go play baseball when he's earning this sort of money, is he?
1: No, I don't think so. I think he's he's clearly committed to football. But, that you know, I I, I can see why people were always looking for, for the baseball clauses in his contract. So, yeah, I, I I actually didn't know that that's how it was discovered, but it makes sense.
0: Yeah, so obviously he found that clause. He couldn't find that clause, but he did find the so-called homework clause, although it wasn't actually called that. But it basically no, I... means Kyler Murray needed to do something like 4 hours of independent study away from the team every week is it a day something like that I think it was every game week he needed to put
1: in 4 hours of of uh independent study although he was technically already
0: doing that according to Rappaport, so why it was in there in the first place is anyone's guess
1: I guess in the way it's sort of sort of formalizing it you know there was a lot of people who were um using this as an excuse to slam him and sort of saying like this is all part of a uh you know video games addiction that he supposedly has, all of that sort of stuff.
0: You're talking about those breakdowns of where his apparent fantasy production goes down every season once Call of Duty comes out.
1: Um yeah, it was also like uh I saw somebody figure out plot uh his game performance against weeks where there was a two times bonus on Call of Duty or something like that as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who are, who are out there sort of claiming that he's uh really not that invested in the team and he's essentially going home and, and spending his time um streaming on Twitch and playing on the computer and stuff rather than uh putting in the work that he needs to
0: succeed, to, to which I say, you know, have you been watching the guy? I mean, it's, well, he doesn't actually play Call of Duty that much. Yeah, that was the, like, the thing everyone seemed to gravitate towards, it was Call of Duty, and it's like, I'm pretty sure it doesn't play that like that often.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's just a lot of people who don't play games sort of uh, trying to find the the one game that they would know or that they would recognize. Um, who knows, maybe the correlation's stronger with uh, Apex Legends or
0: whatever it is he's been playing recently. I suppose it is America, isn't it? You gravitate towards guns a lot, don't you? So, hence why Call of Duty is thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's
1: a, a a big, you know, part of it, and it's a game that everyone knows as well. Um, that being said, you know, I I am not entirely convinced that that was a, a problem in the first place, but I do think that it's the sort of thing that would be pretty good to get down in a contract for someone who you think might be at risk of that. Um, and to me, what that says is that the Cardinals organization thought that there was a risk that he wouldn't be putting in the work, um, you know, maybe in years when it, everything wasn't going so well or whatever, they they thought there was a risk that he'd just uh, head home and, and not do the work on the on the iPad and stuff like that that they put out um, and not, you know, check out other teams film and things like that. But um, which which is worrying, I, I got to say.
0: I mean, the thing is, though, with that, though, there was reports that it wasn't Cliff Kings. I mean, it wouldn't be Cliff Kingsbury anyway. He doesn't take part in contract negotiations, I wouldn't assume. Nor was it his Steve Kime. Apparently, it was a Michael Bidwell thing. Do
1: you know, I could totally see that being something that like, an older rich guy would put in. You know, just, oh, these kids, they're all playing the video games and they're not putting in the work we need to put in a thing that says that he needs to formalize doing his homework or whatever
0: i mean it's one of those things as well like he's obviously doing so like did you see his press conference like the day after it all came out
1: uh bedwell's or or kyler's
0: uh kyler's when he had made his like surprise appearance at the podium
1: oh yeah and uh colt mccoy was in the audience pretending to be a reporter right
0: yeah, yeah, that one, yeah. But he basically said, like, you know, it's disrespectful to think that he's got to where he has without doing any of the preparation needed.
1: Well, I think, yeah, I, I think that that is the the ultimate, um, you know, the, the ultimate argument against there being a problem in the first place. You know, as you said, he's he was one of the most um, – he had an incredibly successful college career. Um, was number one draft pick overall, and has had some pretty successful seasons with uh, a team that's not always been there for him. So I can do we, think.
0: Can I interrupt. Can we go further back than that, though?
1: In uh, college. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Yeah,
0: apparently, because a couple of days afterwards, there was a tweet from one of his high school coaches, which basically said, "Nobody saw the field like K one." probably because he watched more film than every player and half the coaches for three years in high school. He walked into Monday AM meetings and could tell you about every player on the defense. And that was as a junior in high school. And
1: yeah, like that's the kind of attitude that gets you to an undefeated high school career. Well,
0: exactly. That's some people you want to hear from, isn't it? As coach is not some guy who maybe hears things from someone like a mole inside the organization. It's like, you would hear from people who've been around the guy and like yeah. know the guy, absolutely.
1: Um, and and I think the other thing is is that this is just the first time we've been hearing about it, right? And it fits the narrative of what a lot of the press, especially, but a lot of people as well on on Twitter and on Reddit and everything, want Kyler Murray to be right. They they love any story that paints him as being lazy or. Uh, not interested in turning up to camp or, you know, basically just uh, insolent, right? That's 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 what a lot of the press love to paint Kyler Murray as. And so this um, clause fits perfectly in with that. But I wonder if this isn't the kind of clause that's starting to become standard across a lot of the NFL, right? Like, this is a, a high profile one where people have found it, but what about all the low profile
0: ones where people haven't found it? I mean, everyone will probably be doing that now. Won't they? They'll be like scouring through like all the contracts of everyone, seeing what sort of juicy details you've got.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing it's, it's buried uh, in documents that are 30 pages deep as well, right? So people don't like to go digging through that for. A player that they would never th- have a problem with it, right? Like you know, who knows? For all we know, it's in Tom Brady's contract, but that wouldn't fit with any of the the narratives around Tom Brady. So why bother going to dig it out? I would love to know what sort of
0: clauses are in Deshaun Watson's contract.
1: Uh yeah, The less shit sure. about that. The
0: better, absolutely.
1: Um, that being said, we've we've uh, we've talked about the homework clause probably enough. Unless you've got any final thoughts on it.
0: I mean it's not even a close anymore is it so why should we bother that, talk
1: about it actually yeah that's that is a good final thing to say was uh what was it about 3 or 4 days later it was rescinded at least publicly
0: I think it was even that I think it was like 24 48 hours something like that yeah I'm it sure was, it, it wasn't in for that long
1: it was a fast turnaround anyway and and um you know uh it's good to good to see that, that at least they trust them that much because I, I'm sure you could have weathered the storm if you thought that it was really necessary, you know, you could have just let the press move on to something else for a while and you'd have been able to keep it
0: in. It was a quicker U-turn than the Tory government had managed recently, so <laughs> yeah. I suppose that's <laughs> something at least. Absolutely, absolutely. And, I mean, there's still more stuff to talk about Kyle Amari as well before we move on to something else, because, you know, he never seems to escape the news cycle. But then again, now he's the Cardinals in general at the moment.
1: Uh, yeah, very true. Lots and lots going on there. Um I suppose we could talk about his uh, COVID diagnosis.
0: Well, before we get on to that, because there was another thing as well that seemed to be taken way out of context by people, again, on social media, because everyone likes to jump to things with no context whatsoever. But did you see there was a comment? It was Cliff Kiggs we made regarding he was having Kyler calling plays.
1: I actually missed this entirely, I think. Uh, let me just see if I can dig it up
0: quickly. Oh, yeah, here it was from. Josh Winefist from ESPN. He says here, I asked Cliff Kingsbury about having Carla Mori call the plays via radio on Saturday. I just wanted him to know that, hey, this shit ain't easy. Every now and then he starts shaking his head when I'm calling it in there. I'm like, all right, go ahead, big dog. And like the insane p- things that people just came out with, that, it was like trying to make out there's some sort of like, uh, what's the word, some sort of... Like a division going on between... yeah. Between yep. the two of them, yeah. But clearly, like, anyone's listened to a Cliff King through press conference news. That's just, like, sort of, like, a really dry joke from him, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also, you know, it's the sort of thing, to me, this, again, shows more trust than anything else, because it's a case of, you know, Cliff's trying to call a play and Kyler's saying no and Cliff's, you know, demurring because he trusts him in the first place. He trusts that Kyler's got a better read on the defense uh, than than he does from the sideline.
0: I mean, it's definitely one of those things that, like, if you listened to how it was said, it is completely different context to how it sounds when it's written down. Like, I suppose written down, not knowing like how he was like, obviously joking with it. It obviously <laughs> sounds a bit like. Okay, Kyler thinks he knows better than the head coach, does he? But in actual fact, it's just like it's just two, obviously the two of them have known each other for like how long? Like 15, yeah. 20 years, probably.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And and um, again, like that's Kyler is somebody that Cliff has had respect for since he was in high school and all of that stuff as well. So, I, you know, it, it really does uh, come down to exactly how you read that quote. And I think if you read it. In clef's voice, um, which we know from press conferences and from everything else, you can you can see that it's clearly
0: a joke. I mean do to hear some of the like the tweets coming from that one and this is from people who go on Twitter with like the blue ticks so it's suppose these like it's supposed to be like media people or something like that yeah, but like you see things like what a dysfunctional organization. Like Cardinals look worse and worse. It's like, what? What are people even going on about?
1: Again, you know, it's it's all about um, at this stage. You you got to try and generate some news, and I think that of all the things that we're covering today, this one um, qualifies least as
0: as news overall. Oh yeah, I mean, it's it's not really anything at all, but it fills the, a few minutes of the podcast, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, and definitely. it allows us to speak about more Borrimo. <laughs>
1: Well, as you said, we could we could make a whole podcast uh, in and of itself, um, including, I guess, the cherry on top of uh, of the kind of most recent bit of uh, of news from him. Um, he did, in fact, get COVID uh, on the very same day as our uh, very own co-host Tom. I know.
0: And strangely enough, we both recovered from it the same day. Although my voice is still not there. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was. Um, <laughs> Definitely uh, as if to
1: illustrate the point. Um yeah, i I mean I'm kinda almost glad that he's got it now, right? Because that's uh that's at least a couple of weeks or a couple of months, hopefully, of uh, of heightened immunity um as we go into the start of the season.
0: Oh yeah, I mean they should have like a COVID party. Yeah, everyone should have gathered around Kyle's place, you know, played some video games, caught COVID. Yeah, something like that. But no. I mean, if it's forward a... thinking of us clearly.
1: It'll be interesting to see how the NFL, um, you know, evolves its COVID practices over the next uh, year or two. But I suspect that for this year, at least, we will see them err on the side of caution, and you know, anybody with COVID will be told that they can't play. Um, So, yeah, better now in training camp than uh, than in a few months when games are on. I mean, it has sort
0: of put a bit of a stopping his like practice as we headed towards the first preseason game though because obviously we've taking five days off of practice he's now a little bit rusty. So they're just easing him back into it. So he did miss the red and white practice that we mentioned earlier.
1: Yeah. Um it definitely definitely a shame to have missed uh you know the the practice that he has missed but um you know I, I think at the end of the day this is him going into is this going into the fourth year, right?
0: Of Kalamori. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So this is, him going into his fourth year. Um, you know, I think when it comes to things like knowing the, the playbook and being able to learn an NFL playbook and work with Cliff and things like that, he should be well within the, uh, the swing of that by now. Um, and as for the kind of physicality and stuff like that, you know, all these guys, when they get covered have been, um, working out in the gyms that they have in their house and all that sort of stuff. Um and just kind of keeping fit when they can. So uh I've got no doubt that he can be he can be season ready in four weeks time.
0: And yeah, even if he doesn't play any of the pre-season games, which is, you know, quite likely we won't see him at all. Or if we do very sparingly.
1: Yeah, I suspect that um we probably won't see him because it's just of all the players to put at risk uh, putting your quarterback at risk is is a tough one, but you know maybe they might stick him in for a quarter here or a quarter there. Um, but realistically, you know they, they've they've had the reps in that they want from them. I think at
0: this point, should we move on to something else? Because obviously, as much as we would like to speak about Calum for like the whole episode, there are other things we need to talk about.
1: Yeah, we've we've done twenty six minutes on that. We can talk about some other players now. I think.
0: Yeah, and of course, one of the big sort of issues over the off-season has been whether or not certain players on the offensive line may have thought about retiring or not.
1: Yeah, a really tough situation after years of uh, upheaval in the offensive line. We kind of felt like we were finally settling into some um, some really good play from them, and all of a sudden it looked like, what was it, two two offensive linemen were considering retirement.
0: Yeah, I mean, we had two of the five starting offensive linemen that finished last season, possibly moving on from the Cardinals and obviously not to other teams, but to whatever yeah, comes after football for them.
1: Yeah, to some retirement. I mean, it's a, it's a tough old job as an offensive lineman.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're retiring earlier and earlier these days because, I mean, there's been a few, I'm sure, who, like 26, 27, they thought, sod it, i am not playing play this game anymore and just well, going on to whatever
1: especially with um you know it's one of those positions that you see um a lot of the older players who retired years ago like really really struggling with the effects of it into into kind of older age and even middle age you know if you've taken that much punishment on your knees in your uh late 20s and your early 30s as well as carrying all that extra weight and uh taking all those hits i mean that's that's a lot of uh Stuff to kind of come back and bite you later in life.
0: And I suppose it's not just that as well, is it? Because obviously, high school, junior football,
1: yeah, you know, absolutely, college, absolutely. You've been playing
0: offensive line, being the biggest guys on campus. So, yeah. So, I mean, obviously Rodney Hudson, he was a wall from the mandatory minicamp, which obviously set alarm bells ringing. Although well, then Carla Murray was also. Absent from
1: that. Yeah. Um I think Rodney Hudson's absence was a, a little bit kind of um shadowed by the other absences. But um yeah, uh, obviously, you know, neither of uh neither Justin Pugh nor nor Rodney Hudson eventually did consider or they've neither of them eventually retired, but they were both considering it and um, you know, both of them looking like they were maybe on the verge of it and decided to stick around. And I always think if you've got players who, you know, were considering retirement and, and have decided to stick around, it's it's quite a positive for the team. Because not only do you get to keep that experience and things, but it's usually because they see something worth sticking around for.
0: Yeah. and I mean, Justin Pugh. <clears throat> Justin Pugh, he's apparently slimmed down a fair bit. So I think he's like under £300 at the moment. So I do. before the season, he will be getting back up to playing. weight.
1: Yeah, I do think it's getting more and more common to see offensive linemen, you know, lose all of their season weight in the off season just to, because I mean, maintaining that weight is is almost a full time job. You know, it's a lot of calories to, to to keep eating.
0: Yeah, I suppose it's like Eddie Hall, isn't it? When he was world's strongest man, like he was like yeah. eating God knows how much, 8,000 calories a day, oh. something like
1: that. I mean that's the you got to have somebody just cooking for you 24/7 for that really.
0: Yeah. I mean obviously it sounds ideal but in reality <laughs> it's probably not the healthiest thing to <laughs> do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's unsurprising to me that that um Justin slimmed slimmed down like that but um that being said, you know, if he was also considering retirement and again now he's not uh, I'm I'm sure he'll be back up
0: to play and wait in no time. Um putting on a lot of muscle as well i assume yeah just a few more extra helpings in the cafeteria after practice i'm sure (laughs) yeah exactly i suppose on a more serious note we could probably talk about the next issue that we've had in the off season
1: yeah uh one that's definitely sad to see
0: yeah i mean obviously we're talking about the case of hollywood brown who was caught speeding i mean it's kind of Maybe not a minor thing, but yeah. You know, I mean, it's interesting to see people's takes on it. Some people think, you know, he should be hung, drawn, and quartered. Other people think, you know, was it that bad? Everyone speed in Arizona. He was just so lucky to be caught. It's one of those things, isn't it? Like, I think what for side do we fall on? It,
1: for, for me, it always comes down to um, just how much he was speeding. You know, it's like uh, I've got caught going through a, a, a speed camera, like, five over or something like that that's i I feel like that's not too bad sort of momentary lapse of concentration but um you know if he's pulling a a henry ruggs and going at 150 miles an hour or whatever it was then that's just reckless
0: i think it was 126 who was there thinking he was the second coming of lewis hamilton
1: yeah i mean that's that's just not acceptable regardless right
0: yeah but i mean it's it's one of those things as well, like you look at it, and obviously people are making really bad comparisons, I would say, to like the Henry Ruggs incident and also our very own Jeff Gluttony, who he was sadly killed in an accident. But there was no accident in this. Like, how can yeah. you really compare the two?
1: I mean, I think ultimately it's it's you know, it's a a, a civil matter, right? Is you'll be uh dealt with as the kind of law there sees fit um but it is ultimately a position of uh of being a role model uh that these guys are in and and that's not to say that they need to live every single minute of their lives in a uh completely perfect way not by a long shot but um it'd be good to see them you know set up and take a of responsibility for for things like this and this kind of behavior is just, you know, it's it's dangerous to himself. It's dangerous to everyone around it. And I think that that's where the the Henry Ruggs comparisons come in for me. Is not so much saying it's exactly as bad as what happened, but like that it just goes to show you what can happen with like such a momentary lapse.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. He was a complete idiot for doing it, but like, it's not the end of the world. No, right? I, some people I, seem to be making out.
1: I think football-wise, you know, um, he'll he'll almost certainly face some sort of disciplinary action with the team because that's just what teams like that do, right? Like, they, they've got to try and keep their reputation up overall. Um, so that'll almost certainly happen. He's going to get in trouble with the law. Um, but other than that, I think, you know, just as a fan, need to forget about it, right? Yeah, I mean, he's not
0: exactly going to get any suspension from their league, is he? So yeah. like Zayvon Collins last year, he faced no like no penalty whatsoever. Yeah, and he, I mean, obviously he wasn't as quick as Hollywood Brown.
1: Yeah, but you know, I think um, ultimately, we, if we can hope that he can just keep his speed for being uh, on the field rather than uh, uh, on the roads.
0: Yeah, behind the wheels of some obviously really expensive, really fast sports car.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I think obviously about the context, I'd love to know what he actually drives because I'm pretty sure he's not going to be in like a Ford Fiesta doing 126 miles an hour, is he?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the when you see footage of these guys coming in and out of training camp, they've, they've always got some nice cars going on. So um, I'm sure it was something very nice and expensive that could have been doing a lot more than 120 miles an hour as well.
0: I mean, there was also another off-season issue with the law, but... I don't know. I did write it down on the thing, on the document. Was that... that was the, the running backs coach, James Saxon?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I I don't want to talk about that. I think he's he's on administrative leave. Um, if if the allegations are true, that's horrible. Um, don't want anything to do with it. To be honest.
0: Exactly. Kick him off the team. Yeah. Obviously, if he's guilty. If he's guilty. Innocent? Yeah. It's not. It's what is it? innocent before proving guilty or something
1: like that yeah exactly but uh, i mean that's 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 a whole different kettle of fish compared to to speeding but and and especially when we've got um good news to talk about because uh one uh particular rarity has happened uh and it all comes down to the big man himself hump
0: yeah i mean obviously it's rare that a steve kine first round selection gets a second deal. It's pretty much unprecedented territory to see someone get a third deal. I
1: I was trying to figure out if there was anybody who'd made it to a third deal off of uh, Steve Kahn One, I'm sure there must be somebody, but I couldn't I couldn't think who it would be. I'm not
0: even sure. I mean, there's not really that many who've had a second contract, is there? So let's be honest. Yeah,
1: yeah. Realistically, and and DJ Humphreys has really proven to be one of the the real characters of the team.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's obviously rebounded quite a lot from when he was known as Knee Deep by Bruce Arians.
1: Yeah, big time. I mean, he, he's um obviously struggled to find his feet kind of coming into the team, but um hi, uh, these days I would say he's a pretty dependable guy, um definitely a locker room leader. Um and uh you know, one of the one of the guys who who has, you know, played a big part in the the Cardinals in the last, you know, 5 or so years.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys that obviously He's not like an elite talent in the league is he but he's a very good offensive tackle and I mean I suppose you have to keep those sort of guys around don't you even if the price is pretty expensive
1: Yeah big time and and I think um as you said he's not he's not elite but you can't have elite players at every possession, right you know you got to have just very 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 good players at some positions and I think he fills that quite nicely you know not elite but still among the top 20 uh offensive tackles that you could have I'd
0: probably say top 10, I think 20 is a bit harsh on it. You know like he's uh, he's he's made pro bowls as well, let's be honest. As yeah, to get that part.
1: That is true, yeah. And you know, I think um yeah, top 10 seems fair. Maybe like low top 10 um but it's always hard with these guys who have uh you know, no specific measurables, I guess, or no specific measurable outcomes.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's one of those play, like obviously offensive linemen. You don't really notice them when they're playing well, but you notice them a lot when they're not playing at all well.
1: But yeah, I I do think, um, you know, obviously uh, DJ Humphrey, Justin Pugh, Rodney Hudson, all sticking around. Um, That's good continuity.
0: Yeah, I think obviously going into the season, that will be our left side. And yeah. then right side you're probably looking at Will Hernandez coming in, the guy we brought here from New York, and Kelvin Beachum. He seems to be still going strong, so keep him at right tackle. I'd like to see what
1: um Hernandez can do this year. You know, last year was uh it was not exactly a bad year for him, but um, you know, it definitely felt like his first year with the team. Whereas uh, you know, it'd be nice and settled now one with the unit, so
0: um whether well, we've brought him in this off season, So this will be his I, first season with the team. Was Are you confusing not? him with someone else?
1: Yeah, yeah I am. I'm trying to think. I suppose I'm, was with,
0: he was with the Giants, so I suppose he wasn't playing that well anyway. But then again, neither yeah. were his teammates.
1: Uh, I have no idea who I was thinking of. Anyway. It could be anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, we'll have a... Uh, we'll we'll have our uh, full offensive line listing in the next uh, couple, of, couple of weeks anyway, as the... Uh, uh, as we get through the the final roster cuts in the preseason games,
0: yeah, but obviously with it still being preseason, we've still got plenty of incomings as well, and the Cardinals have made several new additions, albeit all on one year deals. So possible camp bodies, possible like camp time signings. Who knows?
1: Uh, y- y- and you never know as well who's going to come in to camp and just make a big impression.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously some of them are at positions where we have got. A cry and like a pretty big gaping hole, like due to players, yeah, leaving and whatnot. Absolutely.
1: Um, so we've additionally signed on uh running back Daryl Williams, uh, again to a one year deal. Um, we've signed cornerback Josh Jackson, wide receiver Victor Bolden Jr., and defensive tackle Antoine Woods. And oh, Christian
0: Ringo. And, and Christian
1: him. Ringo, yeah. A second second defensive tackle. Um, Obviously there, you know, our, uh, our our big signings are probably the defensive ones where we've got needs at all three levels of the defense.
0: Yeah, I mean, they sort of signings that you think, you know, they do have a chance, you know, like Darrell Williams possibly with Chase Edmonds going to Miami. There's options there, but also we had options on the roster, didn't we? We've got like Jonathan Ward, we've got, you know, Benjamin they could also fill the void. So I,
1: I think um, arguably we've not got the most talented wide receiver room um on the on, on the NFL, but we've probably got the deepest one at the moment.
0: Yeah, I mean we've got guys like Andy Isabella, haven't we, who rarely get a look in when he should. Exactly, yeah. We'll um, stand and we'll die by Andy Isabella if we have <laughs> <don't.
1: laughs> Absolutely. Um but yeah, um all all new additions coming into camp as you said plenty of chance that they're just camp bodies um but we're also seeing potentially some interesting looks from cliff kingsbury there's been some there's been quite a few double tight end plays happening in the uh in the the uh camp so far and that's been noted quite a few times and every so often they even managed to get kyler to take a snap out of the uh uh, from under center, rather than from out of the gun,
0: which seems like alien concept in Cliff Kingsbury's offense.
1: Yeah, it really does. But I mean, to me, that also points out that there's plenty of places <laughs> open for different players um and and changes to the composition of our roster, if you like, from previous years. um You know, potentially, I, I don't think it would ever get that far down. But you know, guys like Bernard Sykovitz even getting a look in.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, people are saying that this is maybe the most talented tight end room the Cardinals have ever had. You know, we've got the Zacchets, got Max Williams. We trade, we drafted Trey McBride. Got obviously Bernard Sakovic. Maybe he gets a look.
1: Yeah, I mean, Max Williams is. Um is looking healthier by the day as well. Uh, I don't think he'll be ready for the start of the season, but I do think we're going to see plenty of him this season.
0: Yeah, he did recently, I think it was just a couple of days ago, they activated him off the physically unable to perform list. And he does have like a massive brace on his knee at the moment.
1: Yeah, I, I again, like, you know, he's he's clearly still got some recovery still to do, but he was out um, taking reps, not full contact, obviously, but he was out, you know, um taking walkthroughs and all of that sort of stuff. So uh I've got um I've got faith that we could see some interesting tight end plays with the room that we've got. I mean
0: we don't want to spoil all this from our season preview though, do we? Uh yeah very- if we talk about tight ends too much there'll be nothing to talk about when we actually get around to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true.
0: And I suppose we do have still around I think it's 17 17- or, like, between 17 and 20 million in the cap space. So, some pocket still change. free agents out there. We could still, you know, make a few signings, extend a few guys, you know, who are coming up for contract. We're looking at the guys like Zach Allen, Byron Murphy, Jalen Thompson.
1: I reckon there's probably a chance as well that some of those guys, um, maybe not the, the most first team of them, but some of them might be, um, Looking to sign an extension if they can impress over the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously, you want to break, like, again, like we said with DJ Humphreys, you know, it's rare we see a second contract. And these guys that I just mentioned, they would all be coming up for a second contract. Yeah. They would be. Would be a nice thing to happen, you know, because everyone seems to lambast Steve Canberra's terrible drafting, which, you know, to be fair, it has been for the most it, it part. Has, but...
1: It has been pretty dreadful, but yeah, I mean, those are those are three fan favorites and uh, three guys who've you know produced for us in the past couple of years. I could see uh, it would be nice to see extensions for all of them, really.
0: Yeah, this comes down to price, really, at the end of the day. because yeah, like absolutely. I mean, you won't, you hopefully won't see them like commanding massive money, but I suppose they will make a fair amount of money.
1: I could see byron murphy <laughs> byron Murphy like pricing himself out. he's been um you know he's he's got some really good highlights down on film um you know he could in theory walk to another team at the right time but um yeah hopefully he'll
0: hopefully he'll be able to stick around for a reasonable amount of money. maybe he'll give us a Herb town discount, but probably not yeah,
1: you never know um, i mean i think. Well, it's hardly everything that we could have covered from the camp. Um, we could still be talking about Kyler at this point, really. Uh, but I think uh, I'm very excited to no longer be talking about camp and things like that and to start talking about football.
0: Yeah, but I mean, before we get to real football, there's something called fantasy football. Yep, fantasy football indeed. Which means, brings us on to Big Bowl 10. The tenth year of that bloody thing. (laughs) An entire decade of bird gang bowl. And still I've never come close to winning it.
1: (laughs) One year, maybe.
0: Although it does get
1: it does pretty much get bigger with the number of players every year as well.
0: Yeah, I mean so far, I mean we've only been open for applications for maybe a few days now and we've got over fifty so far. So hopefully we can get to like the same sort of amount we had last year and someone will go home with another bowl. Yeah, and hopefully, I mean, hopefully it'll break on the way so I can get to keep it <laughs> and then get a replacement sent to them. Yeah,
1: you can get some uh, some shattered glory, although you you could just try and win it in the first place as well.
0: Yeah, but where's the fun in that? Ah, uh, yeah. I suppose I do want to win it though, so yeah, I'll still be going to try and win it. But if not, someone else will win it.
1: Um, but yeah, bird gang ball very fun every year. Um, uh, lots of uh. Definitely just worth entering, broadly. Yeah.
0: I mean, it only costs a pound as well, so... Yeah. I notice you haven't signed up yet, though.
1: I, to be honest, I'd assumed that you would have automatically signed me up, but uh, go on, then.
0: I'll, yeah, well, I'll, I'll s- have to put your I'll, name down.
1: I'll sign up live on air. There you go. One no, more. Exactly.
0: Otherwise, what would we talk about on the podcast? Yeah, exa- <laughs> exactly. I suppose we would talk about the Dynasty League, but, again... That's not really that's I mean soon we'll be drafting in that, so that's something at least
1: yeah absolutely well that'll probably be um one of our our topics in the next uh next episode, which I imagine we'll do probably after um the preseason games
0: yep and the Cardinals have got three of those to look forward to, including one this coming Saturday night I think it's Saturday night is it?
1: Yeah, it's hard to tell. Well, it's technically very early Sunday morning, I believe. Well, it's the
0: 13th of August, so that would be... No,
1: yeah, that is the Saturday. Saturday, so the, it's
0: technically Friday night football, but it kicks off at 12.30am for us. Yeah. Don't know um, why I PM, because it's definitely not a 12.30pm game.
1: No, uh, that would be Americans nice.
0: I think be up at half seven. Yeah,
1: yeah it would it'd be nice to get a nice kind of like lunchtime game, um, but no, unfortunately not very... Uh, yeah, very very late Friday night. Um, this Friday night, as as it happens, and the Cardinals begin their preseason campaign against Cincinnati. Um, do you think there'll be anything of interest to look out for in that game?
0: I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, I don't think we'll see Kyler, I don't think we'll see Joe Burrow with Jamar Chase. You know, it's just one of those ones. Maybe we'll see Colt McCoy, Trace McSorley, Andy Isabella. Yeah. So is it be worth it to stay out just to watch Andy Isabella?
1: Yeah, I think you know there's definitely some exciting, probably like second and a half string kind of guys that are, are that will be playing in that game. Um, but I suspect that anybody who is anybody will, uh, if they are out there at all, they will be you know slow walking it.
0: No, I think it'll be competitive as as much as a preseason game can be competitive. But yeah. Will be the highest quality. That's putting yeah. It, putting it mildly.
1: Somewhere that we might see a few more starters uh, would be in game two. That's Cardinals Ravens on the twenty second of August. Uh, that's a Monday at one AM. So technically a Sunday night football slot. I think it's actually get like prime time. Oh, like, do they actually put the branding on it? I, I, would I think have thought they do they would, actually. Uh, yeah,
0: which is. Crazy for a preseason game that no one gives a shit about.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's going to be like the, the lowest viewed Sunday night football, but still um, Cardinals playing on primetime. Um, and again, this this would be the one I think where if we're going to get any highlight plays from you know well-known names, this would be the game.
0: Well, it could be one where we just see Lamar Jackson chilling on the sideline and Kyler Murray chilling on the sideline.
1: Yeah, I, I suspect that we'll see... <coughs> A lot of that. You know, even if they went out to play, it would be for a couple snaps here and there. Not really anything significant.
0: Yeah, and then the Cardinals will round out their preseason against the Tennessee Titans on Sunday, the 28th of August, at midnight. Yep. With uh
1: so that's a that's a nice little sort of trifecta. Um Cardinals Titans game is really a last chance saloon. I mean there's the The roster cuts they always say are, or the final cuts are made halfway through that
0: game, you know? I think they've changed it now, haven't they? Because, like, where they used to, like, cut down rosters so many at a time, now it's all
1: up to
0: 53 at once, isn't it?
1: Exactly, yeah. Which is a lot less confusing, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and also with this Tennessee one, I believe they are practicing against the Titans, like, in the week ahead of that game.
1: Oh, they've got giant practice.
0: Yeah, so they get to kick Mike Frabel's ass several times during (laughs) that
1: week. I I think a a joint practice is is always worthwhile as well. So, you know, hopefully that will lead to something a bit more interesting to watch in the game. But um, I'm not holding my breath uh, for any of these preseason games. I probably won't bother to stay up really, really late to to watch all of them, but I might I might watch a few bits here and there. I'll certainly catch up with the highlights.
0: I mean, I think I'll definitely do the Cincinnati game, because that's obviously a weekend.
1: It's uh, a weekend, and it starts relatively early. Nah, not quite.
0: Just sleep in on a Saturday, don't you? There's nothing else to do. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, probably the Monday Night Football, that's a no-no because of... well, Sunday Night Football no-no yeah. because work... Life <laughs> it, it gets pretty, in the way these days.
1: It will pretty much finish as you get up for work. You know, you could probably uh, go and go and switch it on and catch the last couple plays, like when it's time to get up in the morning.
0: My alarm would go off at the same time. The full time whistle goes. <laughs> exactly. You'd be like, "Oh crap! I've got to go to work now." But never mind. No, I'm not going to do that. But then, Titans game. Yeah, I think that's a Saturday night. So, yeah. Oh, is it a Sunday?
1: I don't know. It's, it, that's the diff- difficulty with calling it Sunday at midnight. Is that, is that uh, early Sunday morning or is that early Monday morning? I think
0: it's, morning? At, it's 28th, isn't it? So midnight, that would be Saturday night. So yeah, possibly that one as well. Yeah. Oh, so well. we can find a stream to watch it on Game Pass. Yeah. R- regardless,
1: there will be plenty of... Uh, of highlight packages and things like that from it,
0: I'm sure. And probably we may like it'll be things done by players who we won't be talking about in the next episode because, well, I mean, we'll talk about them, but after that, they'll be like, who's that person?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but we will have uh, a chance after the 28th of August to record, I guess, a little bit of a season preview.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's an episode which takes... Forever, anyway, because you know, there's so much stuff to talk about. You know, we'll have a bit of pre season talk, 53 man roster, uh, fantasy football, predictions, meet- predictions, yeah, um, uh, roster breakdown. Did I say that? I don't know, we'll, yeah, we'll have a lot of stuff because it's what we do, absolutely,
1: yeah, a great Just way to chat get, get into for for like seat. an hour, yeah, exactly. Well, that's what we always manage to do, anyway, and uh, it appears that we have now managed to do it uh about camp without actually really running out of anything to say which
0: is brilliant yeah i mean it's my voice isn't liking me at the moment but i'm sure it'll be a pre-season voice it's a pre-season voice isn't it <laughs> yeah exactly
1: it's um we're still getting our shaking off the cobwebs um <laughs> we gotta get back into training as well um but i for one and uh, I'm, I'm really excited to be back for Another year of uh, of British bird Gang breakdown.
0: Yeah, and I mean it depends on which part you listen to. Like, some people will think we will actually have breakdowns this year because the team will be that bad. You never know. You never know. I, I don't think it will though. But you know, we'll get onto that in our next episode. When obviously we'll be back for episode one hundred and forty-two in a couple of weeks' time. But I guess uh, until
1: then, we we should uh, finish off with our plugs, and that's it.
0: Yes, though, as always, if you're not following us on Twitter, go follow us at British Bird Gang. If you're on Facebook, like us at Facebook.com, forward slash British Bird Gang. And join the group at Facebook.com, forward slash groups, forward slash British Bird Gang. By British Bird Gang merch at BritishBirdGang.tml.com. And of course, if you like what you listen to on the podcast, then leave us a review wherever it is you get your podcast from, whether that be Spotify, Apple stitcher who knows wherever you want to everywhere these days
1: and the reviews do genuinely help the, uh, the <laughs> podcast be be seen and uh help help other people find it as well so um exactly i'm running out of fa-
0: family members to create aliases for so it'd be nice <laughs> if someone else did do.
1: um we, we have had some really lovely reviews in the past which is always nice to see but um yeah uh As ever, that's it. That's uh, episode 141
0: done. And maybe we'll figure out how many years we've done it for for the next episode. But yeah, until then, thanks for listening and goodbye.
1: See you in a few weeks. Enjoy pre-season.